Hello and welcome to Food Neighbourhoods on Monocle Radio. My name is Callum McLean and once again we visit one of the places locals love for their food and drink. This week we have something a little bit different for Food Neighbourhoods. We speak to Monocle's US correspondent, Chris Lord, who earlier this month met with the award-winning Mexican chef Enrique Alvera at his new restaurant Atla in Venice Beach. But before we get to that, I asked Chris to give us the lowdown on the era's culinary destinations. So when I first got to Los Angeles about 18 months ago, Venice Beach was, frankly, in a bit of a tricky place. It hadn't had a great pandemic. Uh, there'd been an entrenched problem with homelessness had got a lot worse. The area, in a way, had been blighted by uh, a lot of tech companies that moved in very quickly. And then when the area sort of struggled a bit and when the market changed, they kind of pulled out. So there was suddenly this sort of vacuum in Venice Beach. I wasn't quite sure what was going to happen to it next. And it's a shame because it was always an area where, which was a bit countercultural. It was always quite a, a sort of punk area. It was associated a lot with the sort of surf scene here in Los Angeles. And also like a place for indie cafes, small shops and so on. What you're seeing at the moment is a really interesting uh, revival of that area. And there's a, there's a shopping street uh, called Abbot Kinney, which in some ways, you know, was very much led the charge of that and was at one time completely full of very very independent shops some people called it one of the best shopping streets in america and with that came some amazing restaurants now abbot kinney is a, almost a little bit of a victim of its own success in as much as now you've got a lot bigger brands are moving in there um, but you've still got this amazing restaurant and dining scene concentrated around that street and also towards the beach as well an area that had really become dominated by uh, tech companies, you've got now lots of spaces where restaurateurs are moving in and cafe owners and taking over, you know, literally what used to be the canteen for Snapchat is now an excellent restaurant called Market, which I highly recommend. So th- there's this whole movement, I think, happening there in Venice, which is not quite going back to the completely indie days that it was before, but also finding something of a middle ground that's bringing people who maybe hadn't been to Venice for a long time, out for a night out. So you have good bars, you have good restaurants. Uh, And ultimately also, I think that's catching the attention of international restaurateurs who are looking at that area and thinking, well, not only is it so close to Santa Monica, it's also got this kind of younger quality to it. Um, And it's also a very, very desirable place to live, despite still having a little bit of a rougher edge because of some of those problems that it's faced in the in the past. So, Chris, let's start with breakfast. Where's good to get going? So you've got a couple of really good options, I think. I think first, Zinc, sort of towards the Abbot area and, and a little bit beyond, is an excellent breakfast or brunch option. That's got a really good back porch to it where you can sit out the back and, and you know, unusually for Los Angeles, it can be quite hard sometimes to find a good terrace where you can sit out and have something to eat or even a glass of wine a bit later in the day. So that is a really good option. You've also got a very staple institution of Venice, which is Great White, a sort of slightly Aussie-inspired cafe, really good for sort of avo toast and that kind of thing. But also, again, a really nice patio veranda out the front where you can sit out and sort of watch people heading out towards the beach and you can just see the sort of glimmer of the ocean between the streets. You've also got a few newer options, I would say, as well. You know, as you get towards lunch, you're sort of starting to look at I would say Reunion, which is a newish restaurant on Market Street, is very interesting. It's attached to the Neuer House brand. And you've also got, I think, a profusion of sort of smaller spaces, especially coffee shops, I would say. There's bigger brands like Intelligentsia and Blue Bottle have all moved in. But you've also got, you know, small matcha setups on Abbott Kinney now that are quite interesting, doing little bits of pastries and food and so on. And that will kind of take you through to lunch. When you get towards dinner, um, 
I mentioned earlier Market Restaurant, which is really interesting place, I would say, taking over an old space belonging to Snapchat and it's sort of doing some quite interesting Italian food. But I think also you've got interesting spaces like Felix, which is in some respects led the charge on Abbot Kinney to really elevate the dining scene there. Very interesting space that it is. And then if you want something a bit more, you know, meat and taters, you can go to American Beauty, which is a sort of new American steakhouse, big, big plates, um, great sort of uh, evening dining option. And then you've also got on Rose Avenue, you've got Chilita, which is a really nice Mexican restaurant, nice, bright, sort of fresh interiors. And again, one of these really nice areas to sit and dine outside. But I think a newcomer to really take note of is Atla, which is the Mexican chef Enrique Olvera's new space right there on Abbot Kinney Boulevard. Atla is a brand that, that Enrique started in New York, but people will probably know him more for starting in Mexico City with Pujol, widely acclaimed as one of the world's best restaurants. He's a kind of, uh, if you like, a sort of anthropologist at heart, I think, for, a Mex- for Mexican cuisine, where he delves into the origins of so much of the food that comes out of that country and shows you actually how, uh, how deep that rabbit hole goes. Because when Mexican food comes to, to, the, to America, obviously, it goes through this lens quite often of, gets called Tex-Mex or you know this kind of slightly more Americanized version of these American of these Mexican staples whereas I think what Enrique is very interested in is actually saying hey you know there is a whole world of dining in this country that people just simply are either forgetting or they have just in the memory of their homes and what they eat when they're at home and he's done a lot of work in terms of safeguarding everything not just recipes but also even ingredients varieties of corn he has invested in growing very unusual varieties of corn, obviously a staple of Mexican cooking, which were in danger of disappearing because they're not so sought after anymore. So he's a very interesting chef. With Atla, it's a little bit simpler. It, it is plates that are familiar. They are, you know, they're tostadas and they are things that are on many of the taco trucks you can see around here, but so elevated and so interesting. And everything has got such a distinct Olvera hand in it when you, when you sample the menu. So really brand new, just opening in August. And so I spent a bit of time with Enrique Olvera on a preview night that he gave uh, to a few journalists and friends of the brand to see this Atla in action. And I started by asking him just to tell me a little bit about this brand uh, and how it defines itself in his growing group of restaurants. Well, we're, we're really excited to be here. Uh, California to us for, uh, for several reasons feels a lot like home. Uh, and especially this area in Los Angeles. Uh, I've been coming here constantly for the last eight years and uh, I always try to stay close to the ocean. It makes me live a healthier lifestyle. Uh, I like running next to the, to the water. Uh, I enjoy the vibe, no? like the easiness of the people uh, here, like the breeze of the ocean, you can actually smell it. So uh, we've always been attracted to this area. Uh, there's people that we love their businesses around here too, uh, so it, it felt natural to, to try to open an Atla in this part of LA. Now you've brought a similar menu to what you have in New York City, but you've given it a few California touches, especially the produce, just what you can find in the bread basket here in California. Yes, uh, California is obviously known for the quality of the produce, no? the Santa Monica farmer's market has been... Uh, no, I, I think... Have you been frequenting it? Have you been going down there and checking out what's on sale? Yeah, we love it there. Uh, I think it's one of the, the nicest farmers market uh, 
in the entire country and, and we love the products here. So we obviously want to showcase it. Um, Atla, I think, has also found its place uh, in the, like conceptually, you know, we, we feel like uh, everyday Mexican simple food, uh, quality driven food that you can also eat almost every day. Uh, tortillas, uh, very simple tacos, uh, uh, amazing margarita. So trying to to make it uh, simple, accessible, and clean has become uh, very important for the Atla brand. We want people to come often, and we think that uh, we can do that with with great produce. In a way, you know, your career in so many senses has been, you know, delving into the heritage of Mexican cuisine. If you if you like re introducing the cuisine to the country again and saying hey this is we've got such an amazing legacy and yet here in california you know in so many ways mexico drives this culinary scene you know south of the border so many flavors and ideas come up here and they get changed of course what can atla bring do you think what do you what, what do you bring into this if you like that's a bit different in a city where mexico is so important to the culinary scene yeah i think we're, uh, i mean every every mexican restaurant's a little bit different uh, like you said we've been focusing a lot on on creating a, an identity for the entire Casamata group. Uh, I think what we're specialized on is uh, being, like having authenticity, but not stereotypical. We obviously love our country. We, we like showcasing uh, Mexico, but we also enjoy being part of the community. So whenever we open, we try to immerse ourselves uh, in the local neighborhood. You know, the space seems very Californian. We obviously love breakfast burritos, no? We, we're not purists of Mexican cuisine. I think a, a, a breakfast burrito is also Mexican in a way. And this city is run on breakfast burritos, isn't it? <laughs> so we're obviously including those on the menu. And, and we believe, no, uh, cuisines travel and, and culture travels. Uh, Mexican cuisine is infiltrated uh, in the... In, in all of California, a lot of restaurants that are not even Mexican use a lot of Mexican ingredients and techniques. Uh, so, like I said, it feels natural for us to be here. It, it really does feel like home. Enrique, give me a little spin through this menu. What's on there? What's a few highlights that you're excited about opening up here? Um, we're especially excited about the, the tacos. No, uh, we, we like uh, composed tacos. No, the suadero, I think, is uh, amazing, which is this uh, beef cooked in, in beef fat, so kind of like carnitas, but with beef. Um, I think any any good taqueria will also say the, the salsas are the most important part. I think our, our salsa matcha is amazing as well. Uh, and and we j also the beverage program, I think, is amazing. No, like The agua fresca, uh, we have a coconut licuado that I, I personally love. Um, so we're, we're focusing on, on food that uh, has the heritage, but it's also uh, uh, like refreshing and, and and vibrant no and strong flavors uh, but not too intimidating not too not things that you cannot relate to Enrique Alvera there chatting to Monocle's US correspondent Chris Lord for more food and drink stories tune into the menu every Friday at 8 o'clock London time my name is Callum McLean thank you for listening mm-hmm.